Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm not. No, wait, that's not right. <laughs> that's not I'm right. Connor Brown. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. And today we've got Paul Gowder to talk about leveling up your email marketing game. So, Paul, how are you doing today, my friend? I am great. It's a beautiful day here in south carolina and i'm heading to orlando tomorrow so what can what can be what can be bad about that right that's right i'm so jealous but uh i'll I'll be there later this year but if you don't know paul i can't wait to introduce you he's been on the show before so if you're watching or listening make sure you go back to that episode because he had another great session talking uh, all about marketing and uh, we make sure you guys go check that out but if you don't know paul he is the owner and founder of powwows.com which has been a leading online community celebrating native american culture for the past 25 years. Now, he's visited hundreds of powwows around North America, and he's been able to capture those events and publish them to millions of viewers on his website and YouTube channel. Now, having experienced the trials and tribulations of running a successful online community for the past 25 years, Paul has helped other entrepreneurs navigate the successes and pitfalls of building an online business through his public speaking and consulting services. And today, we're going to talk to him about, you know, taking your subscribers to super fans, how to build your email list to grow your community, which he has done. Paul, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much. I'm really excited to to talk about this. I think this is one of those topics that everybody skips over and they, you know, they take email for granted. So I'm excited to dig in a little bit today. Awesome. And your, your site that we're talking about this community you've built is at powwows.com. So if people want to go check it out, that's where they, they need to go. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Head right. on over. If, and if you're new to powwows, I, I, the uh, link, if you really want to know what's going on, powwows.com slash powwow 101. And that'll mm. kind of get you started in the, in the world of powwows. Awesome. And we also have an amazing guest co-host, Connor Brown. And Connor Brown is a marketer. He's a podcaster and professional Disney fan. Well, what's that? Well, he helps organizations, organizations big and small achieve their marketing goals. And especially when it comes to email marketing and as host as WDW opinion podcast, he helps Disney fans daydream and plan for their next perfect Disney trip. Connor, if people want to find out about that service you offer, where do they need to go? wdwopinion.com and i'm excited to be co-host today and whenever i talk to paul i always learn something he's the man like you were saying jeff he's been doing it for a while so if anyone has any questions about online business entrepreneurship paul's seen it he's done it he has wisdom to share so this is going to be a good one yeah, so it's gonna be awesome. I want to do a shout out a couple. Um, <laughs> so uh, Chris goes uh, cable check Jeff. Thank you, my podcasting friend, uh, letting me know what's going on. <laughs> so Amy is here. Amy Keys is another one of our uh, hey, great right. attenders that we and she spoke last year at Momentum. So Amy, thank yeah. you so much for stopping by. And we have another comment from Chris. He goes, uh, "Paul's shirt game is on point." So if you're yeah, if you don't know Paul, I haven't met him. He always has these awesome camp shirts. Makes me a little bit jealous. For you guys listening on the podcast. Usually they're, di- I can't tell if that's a Disney one or not. It looks like, like oh yeah, I see it. It's very, very cool. So uh, it, he always wears cool shirts. So uh, his game is on point. So I want to do a big shout out to to the folks who make this show possible. That's our friends over at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmediaNewsLive.com forward slash Ecamm. They just released version four, which I have been waiting for 
for so long because it allows me to actually, when I'm done with the show, I get a clean feed from Paul and Connor and myself and the mixed version, and that's all in a separate video file so I can mix it and repurpose it just the way I want to. It also does the same with audio, so it is amazing for repurposing. Now, you have to have a Mac, and it has to be Mac Silicon uh, but be, to have uh, those four channels of video, but it is amazing. So make sure you check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecamm. So let's go ahead and get started in the show. And we're going to talk today a lot about, you know, growing your email list. At, this is our, kind of our first section. And one of the things I found some stats that was really interesting to me. 76% of businesses believe that email marketing directly contributes to their success. But only 60% of businesses consider their email marketing campaigns to be successful. Uh, but even that 60%, they may not be tracking the right metrics, which we're going to talk about today. And 37 of these uh, responders says they really don't feel like their email is 37% or it's not standing out in their inbox. And they actually said that most of them are probably going to the wrong folder. So uh, a lot of people are talking about lack of time and focus on their emails and they're, they don't really get the support they need for their marketing strategies. And you know, the, the metrics, and we'll dive into this is they consider 42% of them consider click through rates as a marketer of success. But I want to talk about today, like read through rates and all that other stuff that a lot of people just kind of miss. They see that open rate and they say, that's all I need. So we're going to be talking about all this stuff today, but Paul, I wanted to kind of get right off the top of the bat, uh, a question where, you know, what are some just kind of general effective strategies for growing your email list? And, you know, how do you, how do you yourself measure success? So let's let's start with success first. Um, yeah, I hear the same kind of things, you know, the people looking at click through rates and open rates and all this, and, and those are important, right? And and open rate is that's probably one of the ones I look at most often is is the open rate. Click throughs is great, but for me, I just want them to read it. One of the things I measure success with though is I want I want to know when people are responding to it. I want that feedback again. You know, I use uh, we we've talked about it so many times that the three of us have mm -hmm. that I use email as part of growing my community. So when people reply to my emails, that's probably my number one measure of success. If when I send out an email, I get people replying to it and wanting to continue the conversation. That's how I know I sent out an effective email. It, open rates is great. And you know, everybody wants to get these good statistics, but if you're starting conversations and if you're building community and you you can measure that by your inbox filling up, then that's where I think success is. Mm. So I'm going to do a follow up question. And Connor, you feel free to chime in on yep. any of this stuff. But you mentioned getting those replies back. Are mm -hmm. you very specific? And I know this. I, there's uh, Justin. I think Moore is the guy who does um, a video uh, creator brands kind of email. And he always asks inside of his email. He says, hey. Uh, re reply to this if you think this is right or I'm wrong or your what what your opinion is. Do you, are you very specific about that inside of your emails? Are you going like hit reply if yada yada yada? I mean, do you have like strategies that you use to get people to reply? Yes, and it, it depends. Like if I, I one of the things I like doing is I like creating sequences and you know, I segment out my audience and try to create specific series of emails for those folks. And so in that, I'm asking specific questions. One of those, and I mentioned it earlier, is our um, what to expect at your first powwow. So that's one of our most popular sequences. And that's what people are coming, you know, they want to know more about that. And like in the first email, I'm like, you know, I've mentioned, hey, I'm excited for you to go and experience your first powwow. There's so much to see and do the food, the dancing, the singing, all this kind of stuff. What is it that's exciting you most? What is it that you're looking forward to? Let me know. And people write back. So, yeah, I'm trying to be very intentional about that. You know, if I'm sending out a broadcast email to to the entire list, it's probably a more general question. You know, where are you heading this summer? What powwows are you looking forward to? Those kind of things. But in those sequences, I'm trying to ask really, really niche down specific question of, for that particular message. Mm. And I think, I think that's so crucial too. in when it comes to building a community, which which Paul is going to talk a lot about. And I think that it gets overlooked so much the potential to reach out to people. Paul and I were just talking the other day about how someone responded to him um, and basically said, I don't think you're going to see this. I don't think you're going to respond to this. I think you're going to ignore this. And Paul sent over a response and that person became a lifelong fan. And it took a couple minutes, not even for Paul to send a response. So I think when you're talking about growing 
email, growing community through email. It's all about those personal touches as, as great as it, as it can be. And you, you really should focus on that. Um, Paul, but you know, when it comes to getting those emails, I think that's something that a lot of people don't know where to start with collecting the emails before you even get to send them a note or put them in a campaign or what have sure. you. You talked sure. a little bit about those sequences that are working for you. When it comes to your website, um, what are ways you've optimized your website to encourage more signups? But then also, what are some common pitfalls people should avoid? All right. So over the last couple of weeks, probably three weeks, I have been... Um, going through and kind of doing audits and uh, coaching with some folks from momentum looking at their email and you know helping them grow their email list but also what they should be sending and, and what they should be saying in their emails one of the things i've noticed in doing that is that the biggest thing the biggest hurdle that people are having for growing their email list is they're just not asking for email mm -hmm. now, i mean i don't want to get too technical and what plugins you can use i mean i can we can talk a little bit about that but Simple, simple enough is make sure that on not just your front page, because that's not where people come to your website. People are coming to your website to a, an, a blog post or if you're in WordPress or an, an article page, right? That's where people are coming and landing on your page. If you don't have some kind of email opt in or email ask on that page, then how do you even expect to grow your email list? And I think uh, there's a lot of people that just they just overlook that. They're not thinking about that because we spend all this time trying to. SEO, optimize it and make it look pretty or whatever. But on those pages where you are writing your content, whether it's a podcast episode or just a regular blog post, you have to ask for email. Um, and there's with WordPress, there's a hundred different ways and different plugins you can use, but you've got to put something on that page to ask for the email. Mm. Is there a certain type of ask that you like? Are you giving something away for free or are you saying, hey, just subscribe to my email list? It, that it depends, right? So, like I said, I, I love to segment my audience and divide them up on you know, provide them information for what they're coming to the website for. So, what I like to do is use whatever page they're on. So, um, for example, if they're landing on a page where we're writing something about um, ancestry or, or genealogy research or DNA testing, those kind of things, you know, in WordPress, uh, that's a category, right? So we have a category just for genealogy. And so I'll put an, I'll build an opt-in, whether it's a lead magnet or just a, Hey, you know, get more information about genealogical research, but I'm going to build an opt-in just for that content and deliver, use the, I use convert box. So I'll, I'll use that to deliver a specific opt-in for just that audience. And that to me, it becomes really effective because you're, it's not just, Hey, give me your email list and I'll send you a newsletter. It's, Hey, if you're looking for this kind of information and you give me your email address, I'm going to deliver you more value in the area you're looking for. Mm, mm. And I think the, the important part about that is Paul's not reinventing the wheel when it comes up to, well, what kind of campaign should I come up with? It's so simple. Use the data you already have. Go into Google Analytics. And Paul, you're looking at your top performing pages, which are visiting your first powwow, genealogy, uh, researching your, your, your ancestry. They're going to smack you in the face with all the views that you're getting when you get into Google Analytics. You have that data. You know people are going there. Give them what they want. And then they start building community with you because you're the one sending out those emails in response to what they need. So, uh, Paul, one one thing I wanted to do, and I should have done this at the top of the show. Just I want you to just mention how big your community is, because, I, you know, one of the things is like we talk about community. We hear people like, yeah, I've got a, you know, a list. Uh, can you give us some of the size? Because this is what uh, is very impressive. And I think it, it gives you some credibility to people who maybe not have, have heard before. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So our email list, since we're talking about that, we're uh, it depends on the day because I do prune very heavily. But we're I think today we're at about one hundred and five thousand email subscribers uh, on Facebook. We have around eight hundred and fifty thousand followers on our Facebook page. Uh, we have a few different Facebook groups and uh, all total in our Facebook groups is around 200,000, um, 130,000 on Instagram, 75,000 on YouTube. 
and uh, we're we're about we're fifty five thousand ish on TikTok. Yeah. So so when we say community, we just realize that he has grown this. He started at zero like everybody else does, and he was able to grow this uh, to this level. So, um, but I just wanted to let you know because it is very impressive, and he knows what he's talking about when he talks about growing. Uh, this and so we've got some great comments. Tim goes, Paul Cowder is my hero, and Connor is his sidekick. So we'll just hey, leave man, it like I, that. Happy to be along for the uh, ride. Right. So, I'll, and our I'll friend Jennifer it. says she's so ready to hear about all this because she has heard Paul and Connor speak before and uh, know that they do great stuff. So, um, and uh, that is a great goal. Replies, I think that is a really great uh, thing to to let people know about that. Really ask for those replies and put things in your email that really do help support that. And this is a great uh, point from Tim that I'd love you to answer, Paul. He goes, is there a point where you can place too many links in an email sequence? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So what do you have like a number you always try to hit in your emails or don't go above this many? What is your what advice to uh, Tim here? First, I've give a shout out. Dion, thanks for watching. She's one of our cruise buddies. We've traveled oh, with cool. her and her family a couple of times. Uh, she is a, a Disney travel agent. Um, so thanks for being here. Um, but yeah, so email sequences. When when I write my email sequences and we're you know writing for a specific topic, I try to make those as concise as possible, right? And they're not going to be huge emails. And I try to break up the topic into smaller bite-sized chunks. And as far as links in a sequence... I'm usually only putting one or two call to actions in something like that. So going back to the what to expect at your first powwow, one of my emails is, hey, let me help you find powwows in your area. And you can do that by searching on our calendar, you know, using here's some resources, right? And at the end of that, the only link there is going to be, here's a link to our powwow calendar, right? Um, now, I may do that in a couple of different ways. I may say, here's our calendar, you know, and here's a place where you can go and search by state or things like that. But the only call to action in that email is go to our calendar. I, I try to reserve doing lots and lots of links for broadcast messages. That's where I'm going to send out lots more stuff. But in the sequences, I really am trying to do just one or two call to actions. See, I think that's important to realize there's a difference between sequence emails where you're trying to get them to at the end go to a certain thing and a broadcast thing where you're like hey we've got this this and this that's uh happening uh in our calendar kind of thing so i think that's great advice uh jim says this uh question he goes one pitfall is the amount of time each week it takes to respond effectively so learn how to do it product uh productively so do you have any advice for somebody who let's say they're starting and they're getting all the they've done what you said they've asked for replies in their email and they start getting a ton of them is, I mean, with this, a community your size, that could get overwhelming really, really quickly. What do you do to help uh, manage that? Do you have tools or do you just sit yes. down and grind them out? Both. But yes, I do have tools and, and it is it can be very overwhelming. Um, recently, you know, I just sent out an email. This was back in January. And I you know, wish, wish everybody happy new year. I hope you're you know, you're, you're this 2023 is going to be a great email. I literally had a couple of hundred responses and. <laughs> One of the things I, I, you know, I try to do is when somebody writes me, I want to reply, even if it's just a thank you. Mm-hmm. So that was that took me a couple of weeks, right? I mean, that was a little overwhelming. Right. I do use some tools though to help me. Um, I'm I'm a Mac user, so I use um, Text Expander, mm-hmm. and so for these sequences, when I know that I'm asking a question, I'll write out a canned response to these. And so for that, going again, going back to the what to expect at your first powwow. The first email is there, you know, the question I'm asking is, what is it you're most excited about? Well, I have a canned response that I send to that, but but I don't just do, you know, I'll hit, I'll use the canned response, but then I'll go in and customize it. But it's a great way to start off the conversation. Um, I also have one for general, just when somebody emails me and says, hey, is there a powwow close to me? I have one that I send out to everybody who asks that question with the right places to go. But then I, you know, I leave some space where I can type in some, you know, something that may help them a little bit or more targeted for what they were asking. But yeah, canned responses and using something like text expander or those kind of tools is super helpful. Mm. Connor, do you see the question from uh, Amy? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. When we talk about, you know, sequences, Paul, and, and, we have our topic, we have what we want to do. And when you're talking about driving people here or there, I know it's so much about giving, 
right? You want to give and give and give before you ask. But when it comes to these topics that you're building sequences around, is there ever a good rhyme or reason when it comes to the length of the sequences? As in how many emails are they getting that? What's the cadence of those emails? How long is it going on? Or I have to imagine at points, it can also vary from sequence to sequence and topic that you're talking about. It does. And so one of the first sequences I tell people they should write is just a welcome, just a general, uh, here's who I am sequence. And that one, you know, what I I like to, when we're we're talking about this and we're trying to figure out what to say is if we ran into each other at a conference or if we were, you know, sitting down to eat at Bar Taco, for example, (laughs) (laughs) what is it, what are those three or five things you're going to tell me about your business? Well, those pillars or those points that you're going to tell me about your your business, that's your first emails. So if you've got, you know, if, if you're a travel agent and you um, you're going to talk about, you know, who I am, what my experiences is, you're going to talk about um, planning trips for theme parks, for cruises, for all inclusives. Right. Those are your first four or five emails. And th- so that sequence, there it is. That's easy. That's that's all it needs to be. Now, if you like my what to expect um, at your first powwow, the, I determined the length, um, because I kind of sat down and again, it, great point with Connor brought up is I looked at my Google analytics and kind of went through, here are the most popular pages that people visit when they're trying to figure out, you know, what a powwow is. So I took the content I already had on that topic and was able to then figure out how long or how many emails needed to be in that sequence. Um, but I also have sequences, uh, my throwback Thursday sequence is just repurposing all the old content on our website uh, because we you know, have been around for two decades. We have a lot of content. And so that sequence is, I think right now that sequence is probably sitting at 50 something emails. Wow. Um, and that's a once a week email. And and we rewrite that once a year or so to, to, to kind of keep it fresh. But that sequence is, is huge. That's a year long sequence. Um, now, the other part of that is, is how often you send them. So you got to be careful because you don't want to overload people. And, and there are times where I do get that response because I'll have people join two or three different sequences and get the broadcast emails and then ends up they get three emails in a day. And, you know, I'll, I will get that email. like, hey, dude, you know, <laughs> I just got three emails from you today. Can you stop it? <laughs> um, so that that is something you want to think about in your cadence. Um some ways that I do it, the, the what to expect at your first powwow, we do that. It's a once a day email for nine days. And if you're going to do once a day, I say in the first emails, hey, okay, over the course of the next week or so, I'm going to send you one email a day. And, you know, here's what we're going to talk about. In in the title of the email, I'll actually put in there something like, you know, lesson one, lesson two. Um, so they kind of, when they see that email, on the third day, fourth day, they kind of know, oh, okay, here's that. Um, I'm getting the next email in that sequence. Um, other, you know, your general welcome sequence, maybe that's um, every other day, every three days. Um, you don't want it to something like that. And when you're just introducing yourself to somebody, you don't want to go, you know, six weeks, right? Cause they're going to forget you over that time. So you, you want to be those, uh, be a little closer, but maybe it's not once a day, right? Maybe it's, you know, every couple of days or twice a week, something like that. So it really just does depend. And I've done all of the above, right? Yeah. And I'll also say to that, I think when it is a new lead, a new person coming in that's joining your email list for the first time, when they sign up for that welcome series that we're talking about, don't put them in anything else until they complete that series. So once they complete that series, then you can add them to the newsletter list, the broadcast list. Um, if they enter other sequences, that's of course up to them and stuff. Um, but, and I, I don't want to spam, uh, Paul's email list, go to Paul's website, sign up for his welcome email list. It's great. It, it gives you the structure there and then take it and, and you can kind of learn a lot from that as well. Yeah. So before we move on, I want to give uh, the our friend uh, give a shout out. He goes, my free three favorite smart entrepreneurs. So one of us needs to pay off Lou, uh, and we could probably just take him back to Bar Taco, and that will, yeah, you know, we could pay him off that way. So um, before we move on to the next section, I wanted to talk a little bit about your list hygiene, your like email list hygiene, and that 
sounds like it's, you know, what does that mean? Hygiene. Um, uh, so, but how can you like avoid common pitfalls? Like, you know, the buying email lists, spamming your subscribers and how often should you call them? I mean, it's so scary for us who don't have gazillion, you know, email lists like Paul, when we think about culling our email lists, we're like, uh, because you do go to brands and say, listen, I've got X amount of you oh, know, yeah. emails that we can send yeah. to. And if you call it, then you can't really say that number anymore. So there's a balance uh, that we need to, to do like, and, and you also pay more for the more, uh, <laughs> for most of all these, these companies, the more emails that you have, the more you're paying for. So there's this catch 22 of like, do I pay for it? Or do I have to keep it for social proof? Or should I call it down? So it really gets delivered. What do you say about all that kind of stuff for your, your email list hygiene, I guess? Yeah, when I first started calling, it was a scary thing. And it's, you know, that number is important, right? And it is important. So one of the things you can do is you start start doing this and cleaning your email list. Look back at like how many emails you sent in a month. So maybe you can use that in addition to how many subscribers you have. You could say, you know, I have 500 subscribers, but last month I was able to send 3,000 emails. Okay, so you there's ways you can kind of massage those numbers. Um for me, I'm calling um, about every other month, and wow. I'm doing it based on um, if they their engagement with the list. So I'm looking at their open rates, and uh, you know I've got a an automation inside of I use ConvertKit, so I've, there's an automation there that determines if they're a cold subscriber. And I think it's that they haven't opened an email in 60 days, and they're put into this segment called cold subscribers. I do that, and for me, I, I do it for a couple of reasons. One. I want to get them off my list because if they're not interested, I don't want to keep spamming them because that's going to hurt your deliverability and other things with Google and everybody else. But two, like you said, I don't want to pay for them and it can get expensive. You start running up these numbers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the thousands paying for this email list. It, it's very expensive. So you want to call them out. Um, and it took me a while, you know, it was scary at first to all of a sudden delete 20,000 emails off your list. Uh, but what I've looked at and what I, the mindset I kind of try to keep is that unsubscribe is actually a really good thing because mm -hmm. you are you're you're targeting down your audience again. You're delivering your message to the people who really want it. And if they're not there, if they're not if your content is not what they're interested in, then, yeah, we don't I don't need them on the list. I don't want to keep just spamming them. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to only send to the people who are really interested. And what the more I call, um, the higher my open rates go, because, again, I'm getting that list down to a tighter and tighter group of people who really want the information. Um, so that that's one of the things, you, you know, keep that mindset of calling is a good thing. You know, it's it's can be scary, but getting them off your list is a good thing because you are delivering your message to your right people. Mm. We got So Amy says, I recently did a rebrand and niched down my ideal client. I sent a breakup email and completely <laughs> started over a huge, huge shout out for Paul for helping me with building it back up. And uh, yes, unscribe. Bye. <laughs> so, I love so, breakup email. I real question before we move on to the next section, this is kind of a real quick follow-up is that Okay, you said you move them like 60 days unopened. They go to a cold email segment. Do you yes. try to re-engage with that before you kick them off? Like how many times do you try? And like what's your kind of ninja tips for that? The way I do it is I send a I do send a breakup email and say, hey, you know, I, I thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being part of our community. But I have noticed you haven't opened our email in a couple of months. And that's OK. And as soon as I send that email, I go ahead and unsubscribe the whole list. But I give them a link and say, you know, if you are interested, if you want to continue see, receiving our emails, click here. Uh, in, in ConvertKit, you can do what's called link triggers. So if they click that link, then ConvertKit will um, re-engage them and put them in a new segment called re-engaged. Um, so then they're taken out of that cold subscriber list. Uh, so that's the way I do it is I unsubscribe them immediately and then send them a breakup email. Gotcha. That's great advice. And something that you'll never send a breakup email to is our friends over at Ecamm. See how that just a smooth, smooth segue. Uh, they allow this show to happen. I really appreciate you guys to support them. Supporting them helps support us. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. What was it? I was like, I'm not just the president. I'm also a member. I love these guys before they even sponsored the show. Uh, they are incredible for live streaming, presentations, uh, podcasts, all sorts of things. Uh, they're kind of your one-stop shop for like 
content with video. So it's amazing. So make sure you check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecamm. Thank you to them for sponsoring the show. But Connor, let's talk about building this community with email. So let's take the first question. You take the first question and then I'll just kind of follow up from there. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of talked a little bit about, about targeting and and personalization and, and things like that. And when it comes to growing your community with email marketing, I think people get a little, I don't know if it's hesitant, but not sure where to start because unlike Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we're putting something out there for the masses, right? For all to see. And we hope that they share that content out or that others come in through SEO, through searching, through whatever it is. With email marketing, in theory, yeah, Paul, you might have a huge list, but it's really just one email to one person. One person is receiving that email. A whole bunch of other people might be receiving that email. They don't know that. So it's much more direct. It's much more one-to-one versus overall community aspects. But there are some ways to encourage people to share that content, right? So how do you take your subscribers to share your email content and then to continue to promote your brand to their networks as well? So a couple of things that I do that I, th- I think has worked really well is one, a couple of years ago, I, I did a complete rebranding of my email. And that's when I really saw things accelerate is and that was just how my email looks. I used to have, I always like to joke, I kind of had the the Sunday sales paper look to my emails. You know, it was really flashy, big layout, um, lots of graphics, lots of buttons. Um, and somebody was helping me with the email, you know, a few years ago. And, and they, that's what the, their response was, is you look like you're, you know, a brand marketing to somebody. Mm. I had to stop and kind of think about that. And that's not what you want to be, right? You want to be that one-on-one communication. So I changed it all. I still use some, you know, buttons occasionally or, or some photos, but it's a simple one column email that's mostly text. Now, the first part of my emails are always a personal message for me. Um, I do use VAs to help write the, like the body of the emails, but the top of it is always reserved. That's a spot where I talk to people and I, uh, you know, like Connor said, this is one-on-one communication. So I write it from my point of view. I write it in first person and I try to write to speaking to that one person. You know, Lou Mangella says all the time, even on live video, you need to be talking to the one person, not talking like you're in, in a conference at a on a big keynote, right? It's all about one-on-one relationships. So I treat my email the same way. I'm writing that for one person to read it. As far as getting people to share it and really engage with it, you know, that goes back to what you talked about earlier, Connor, and looking at your Google analytics, I, I want to deliver in my emails, like, especially in my sequences, I want to deliver the the content I see people interacting with, I want to take my best stuff and share it with people. And it's when you do share your best stuff, it's, you know, you already know that people like it because you're looking at your analytics, you know what your best performing pages and content is. So when you deliver that to your audience in in email, they're going to have the same response if they they were reading it on Facebook or somewhere else. They want to talk about it. They want to share it. They're going to reply to you. They're going to, you know, post it. They're going to click on the links. So it's really about making sure that you are delivering the best value you can in those emails and talking directly to a person. And I I think with that too, when you provide the value, they're excited when they get an email from you for the next time. Because when you're delivering the goods, when you're giving them exactly what they want and you're doing it in a nice and concise way, you don't come at the mercy of an open rate at, at how catchy is your subject line, right? You still should focus on that to a certain extent, but when they're looking for your content, that's great. And one piggyback I wanted to have on that is, Paul, when you send these emails, powwows.com, who are they actually coming from? So the email address, I actually, I send it from an email address called newsletter at powells.com, but I sign the emails, Paul G. Um, I exactly. always put my name in there so that they see that in the, in the message that I am writing this email. Mm, that's great. That's a great a piece of advice. The other question that I wanted to ask is, you know, 
once again, we're talking all about community, like how, because it's, it's a weird thing. Email is, it's like you said, it's one-to-one. It's almost like a podcast because you're in somebody's ear. You know, it's yeah. like, how do you get community out of this one-to-one thing? So do you use like, like exclusive events or VIP perks or, you know, how, how do you, I mean, you kind of mentioned it, your talk, how you talk to people, but like, what do you do to create that sense of community? Do you funnel them into a group where that is where the community happens or how, how do you build community with email? I guess is I, I want you to dig down in some of the like tips that you do. Yeah. So for me, the mindset of community is not necessarily that they're in a group and interacting with each other. For me, the community is, is that everybody in the email is that we have the sh- same shared beliefs. We have the same shared interests and that we are trying to do something for our, our common good, right? Or, you know, our common collective. That's kind of how I think of community. An offshoot of that can be that they join a Facebook group and they interact with each other. That's part of community too. But really, I'm just looking for people to, uh, you know, have this shared uh, experiences. And so if we're all excited, you know, for example, the, going back to that same one, what to expect is your first power. If we're all excited about to go and explore this new thing, and we're all kind of looking forward to seeing these things for the first time, we you get a sense of being part of that group, even though there, you're, you may not see that the other people are out there, right? But you mm-hmm. you still, I'm creating that sense of that there's a group here and that you're part of it um, through the content. Now, Yes, I do offer other things that they can then become a part of, whether it's our Facebook groups or uh, we one of our big ways that we build community on the website is our live streams. And so we'll we'll travel to powwows and we'll actually you know stream the entire event live. And so we encourage our email subscribers, our you know followers on Facebook or whatever to all come into that and interact with each other and kind of, you know, it's like a watch party, right? We're all mm-hmm. watching this event together. And so we're talking about it and we're sharing it. And so that is one of the things that people really look forward to is that, you know, we have these shared online experiences. That's awesome. Um, yeah. What, so real quick, and I want to talk about tools and then I'll let Pont Connor, I know you have that question I want you to get to, yeah. but um, one of the things, and I mentioned uh, Justin Moore and I, I sent it to you guys too, because one of the cool things that he does inside of his emails is he has this like, uh, the more you forward it to somebody, it's like a referral code yeah. for his email. And once oh, you wow. do so many, you unlock things. Like I sent it yeah. out because I got unlocked to, he adds an extra section to his emails for his people who have unlocked it that give you brand deals, like from brands and who to contact. Like you only get that if you get five people to sign up for his, his email. And then oh, he, he so has another one. Like it's, it to that's us. why no. I sent it to you. It wasn't because I was looking out for you. It's because oh, I, I wanted it. something. Yes. So in like the, the 20, you get like a hundred dollars off his course. And then like, there's another one where you get like a free one-on-one with him. And I thought that was genius. And I, I you can yep. find out if you uh, sign up and I'll drop the link in below. Gosh, so you guys, um, <laughs> so because um, there's a service that he, he uses to do this, but what do you use? I mean, one, I think that's genius, but what do you use to in like, to encourage your people like do you use poll surveys like you know come in here we're going to be i'm going to be in my discord server doing this live thing i mean what are some what are some cool ways you've seen to to grow community with email uh like, like i said our, our live events are really big mm-hmm. people love that um the giveaways and, and i know, okay. I know you put that, that on here that's another thing that you know because we're all doing it together that people really do feel like they're part of of something because we're all kind of competing and and doing the task of the giveaway together people love that and i hear about that um but you know yeah i I do a a weekly live show and i encourage people to come and you know you'll start seeing if you start doing this you know you start seeing the same people come coming back over and over again so you start feeling you know that you've got a group of people and you can kind of Right. You get to know their names and, and talk to them that, there too. Um, so I, I, I mean, like, yeah. do you do like polls or stuff? I mean, I know you do products. Like, do you have people like, Hey, help us design this, you know, thing we're going out or which one do you like better? Do you do any of those little, you see them all the time in emails? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't do a whole lot of that. Mine is just more of, of conversation starters, okay. you know, right. Asking questions and getting those responses. And then it's continuing those conversations as they start appearing in my inbox. That That's what works best for me. You know, I, I've tried other things. It, my audience really isn't into some of those kind of things. It's they're more about this relationship. So I, I'm offering conversation starters and, and kind of what do you think questions? That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Kind of go ahead and ask your question. I'm sorry. 
Morning Brew, all of their newsletters yes. do a great job of that as well, collecting yeah. the points and stuff like that. We talked, Paul, about how big your your other communities are. Or I guess it's one consistent community, but Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You know me. We're both of the same mindset. We wave the email marketing flag because we know that we can uh, uh, actually own that info. We can contact our community directly don't have to play into an algorithm, those sorts of things. But I think we're also very aware that social media, other marketing channels are still incredibly powerful and need to be in your toolbox. You need to create strategies around them. So when it comes to your email community, either building it or just really integrating it with your other social media and marketing channels, best practices for cross promotion, um, what, what do you find works for you? A couple of things that work really well for me. One is I like using landing pages on social media. So whether it's a link in bio or, you know, however you're going to pro- provide the link, um, but driving people to a page on your website that, again, going back to the, what I said about sequences with the landing pages, it's going to be a page that's stripped away from all the regular navigation, the look, whatever. It's going to be uh, a simple page with one message and all the only call to action on it is an email box. Mm. So for example, I'll use this. Um, if somebody asks me a question, whether it's in an email on a live stream or on a social media post and, Hey, I, I see you talking about powwows and I see this really cool video. Is there a powwow coming up in Ohio? And so I'll write them back and say, yes, here's where you can find out more about it powwows.com slash powwows near me that takes you to a landing page and all it says is hey you want to know about powwows in your state here's the email sign up box and it's very simple so i'm able to push people to landing pages again segmenting people based on the content they're looking for um so landing pages work really well for me the other one that i use a lot on social media i keep talking about is giveaways Mm -hmm. if you're able to you know provide a, a prize that your audience is going to really like they you're you got a better chance of getting them off that social media platform, which is the hardest thing, right? Is getting them off that social media platform into your website or landing page or whatever it is. Giveaways is a really good way to do that. And, you know, to enter one of my giveaways, the first thing you have to do is give me your email address. Mm, Awesome. So let's go ahead and just let's move on to the third section. Yeah. Because this is, (laughs) this is probably why people stayed in because uh, something new, they probably haven't tried before, but let's talk about like, um, what are some effective content types for building your emails? Like as these sweepstakes quizzes, you know, user generated contests, like what have you found that is the most successful for you? Um, well, let me go back for a second. I did want to remind, uh, mention one other tool when we're talking about social media and getting people off of social media mm-hmm. onto your platform. If you have a Facebook group, uh, well, if you don't have a Facebook group, you need to create one and create a public Facebook group in your niche. Facebook loves groups right now, and if you create a public one, they're going to, you know, they're going to put you in their algorithm sauce a little bit. Inside of your group, you're able to ask your people questions before they are able to join the group. Ask them for their email. And then you can use, if you get, you know, start getting a lot of them instead of just copying and pasting those into your email list, um, you can use, I use a tool called Group Leads. And as we approve people, it automatically collects those emails and puts them in a spreadsheet and then drops them into our, our email subscriber list. Um, so yeah, you, that's a great way to do it too, is, you know, build a public group, attract people into your group and ask for the email. Again, you got to ask for the email mm. make sure you're asking. Um, now as far as giveaways, so I, um, my, most of my giveaways are sweepstakes type giveaways. Uh, my favorite software is Viral Sweep, which lets me do this kind of thing. But uh, I've also used Raffle Press, Raffle Copter, um, King Sumo. Those are some of the ones I've used. But yeah, mine are are sweepstakes based. And the way I structure them, most of the time is you give me your email address and that gets you entered in the contest. That's all you have to do. But if you want to earn extra entries into it, then I give them a series of tasks they complete, can complete. Then as part of that, when you enter into one of my contests, most of my contests will have an email sequence based on just that contest. So you enter the contest and then I'm going to start sending you some emails about that contest. So right now, the contest we kicked off for March is called Countdown to Gathering. Gathering Nations is the biggest powwow of the year. It's happening in April. 
so we're doing a contest to, to get excited and, and to kind of build, you know, the momentum toward that. And there you go, Lou, I just said momentum. Um, <laughs> uh, but so in, when you join that contest, I'm going to send you a series of emails about gathering nations and it's going to be, you know, here's what gathering nations is. Here's where it's happening. Here's how you can watch our live stream. Um, I, I interviewed one of the participants or one of the, the principals for the powwow yesterday. So that's going to be some content I put out in the email and, and other places. So yeah, I'm going to build a sequence for it too. And, uh, so that's, it's a great way just, you know, keep this whole community feeling going. And once they get in your giveaway, I'm going to start delivering them more content based on that giveaway. So in that sequence, do you go back and say, Hey, thanks for joining the, the email. I mean, the, the, the giveaway, if you want to earn more, do this, this, and this, do you constantly remind them to like, like upsell the, the sweepstakes a little bit? Yes. Yes. And in most of your sweepstakes programs are going to have some of that built in too, and it'll send reminder emails. But yeah, in my sequence, I'm telling them, Hey, don't forget, you can go and enter things daily. Um, and one of the, one of the things that people love my audience absolutely loves. And I don't do this every time because it, it is a lot of work and more, a little more complicated for me, but I use bonus codes and that is um, viral suite. For example, lets me have one of the tasks that people complete is they can put in a, a numeric value. And so I generate a bunch of values. I put that into the software and then I hide those bonus codes to, you know, on my live streams or on the website, uh -huh. I put them in emails. And so people love to go around and find these bonus codes and earn extra ways to enter. And that, I mean, it can, I've had contests where it's literally like a feeding frenzy of people collecting these, <laughs> these things. And um, if I mess up and don't send one one day, right, you know, I, I all of a sudden I have 30 people writing me going, where's my bonus code? Um, so <laughs> that's a really cool way to get people excited and to um, get them to dig into content or, or whatever, listen more. That's, that's, that's pretty fun. Mm, and that's I think a, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. it comes to you can make it as simple or as complex as you want. Yes. Right. But I think the simplicity needs to be an easy way for them to sign up for it. They don't, they can jump through as many hoops as they want to, but that first thing, email has to be the first thing, get in that yep. email address, make it as simple as possible for them. Uh, and those services are, are always great to use. Um, but then when it comes to getting people excited about the contest, it usually comes down to what you're giving away, what that offer is, what that special uh, contest thing is. I've run ones before where I've said, hey, sign up and I'll send you a free headshot of me signed. And uh, no one <laughs> no signed up. Your mom didn't even get that one, did she? That's, yeah, that's like so short-sighted of them. That's going to be worth a lot of money someday. Um, <laughs> so clearly that wasn't a good prize to my community. But for you, Paul, what is the right prize to pick? How do you know what to pick? And then also, what's the compelling offer to get them to sign up for those giveaways? Right. So it, it took me, it did take me a while. I, the same kind of thing. I, I offered prizes that one people didn't want. So nobody signed up or two, I offered something that was so general, like, you know, an Amazon gift card. And all yeah. of a sudden you've got people outside your audience joining the giveaway and they're not really interested in your content. Yeah. They're just taking your money. Um, so I, I do try to be very targeted in my prize selection. Most of the time, um, and hold on, I actually have one right here. So this was, sorry, off camera there for a second. So this was a, the prize we gave away in February, and I'm waiting for the person to respond and give me their email address. But we use blankets. Um, blankets is something that's really popular in our, in our community. This one is from Pendleton. You can see here, these are gorgeous wool blankets. Um, the giveaway we just started for our countdown to gathering, we're working with a partner who produces blankets, and so they've given us... Um, three blankets to use in the giveaway. So that's what we, we like to use. Um, I've also done passes to like tickets to a powwow. Mm -hmm. um, so that's again, something that's in my niche and something that people won't, you know, they're coming for that. Um, and I've, I've seen in the Disney world, I've seen some really great contests where people are offering things that are maybe exclusive, like a, an annual pass holder thing or a, a popcorn bucket that everybody wanted, right, but couldn't right, get right? right. You know, think about what your audience will respond to and what's that thing that they covet, you know, what's that thing that they want and offer that as your prize. Mm. And it's also a great way when they do win and they display that great prize or, or whatever it is, yeah. they're always going to link it back to you. 
And they're oh, yeah. always remember, well, that's from Paul G from powwows.com. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool that when I when I send these blankets out and I'll get an email from somebody, you know, hey, here it is, you know, it's 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 on the in a you know on our couch and we you know wrap up under it every night when we watch TV or something, you know, you get those kind of emails and it's really cool. I mean, I've had people like put them up on the wall as decorations because these blankets are really really awesome. Um, you know, you get all kinds of emails, but it's really really cool when you get to see that the, the people love them and they're sending you those emails. You that that's when you know you've got the right prize. Awesome. So uh, speaking of the right prize, Jennifer says, wait, I missed Connor's signed headshot giveaway. So <laughs> you at least have somebody that will will uh, take that off your hands. I know you printed yeah, up like 2000 of them. So mail yeah, um, really quickly, because I so when I started um, I, uh, a podcast is uh, uh, back in the day, I did one of those things. I use Gleam, which is sound, it's like Rafflecopter. It's like that mm-hmm. where they signed up and I used it to launch a, a, a podcast and I had it. You know, they would win the the free prize would be like a not a free prize, but the prize would be like an iPad mini or something like that. And right. it worked really well. I got a lot of subscribers. I got a lot of, um, you know, comments as that was one of the added things like go leave me a, a rating and review, which I think now is illegal by Apple to do this. But I did it back then. Um, what are some pitfalls or common mistakes that you've seen or that you have done actually when you run <laughs> a contest? Because you got you're going to have those people in there who are just trying to get free stuff especially like you're yes. saying, like the Amazon card um, or the the rules. Now, are those like in like there's even stuff like across state lines and what you can give away and how you report it. Do these software programs take care of that? Or, or what are some things that you found like right. is to, to help with this? Because this can, it can be a nightmare and can like the size of your group could really go crazy really, really fast. Yeah. So one of the things I like about Uh, viral sweep is they do have a template for your rules. You put in your basic information and and kind of what your thing is. And it generates this long, huge, you know, Mm -hmm. rule set Um, that that helps a lot set set a baseline of of what people can expect. Um, But I do I I have people all the time that read those rules and uh, then they write me and say, well, you said in your rules this, you know, so one of the things is uh, the rules say, you know, we're going to display the winners uh, and announce the winners publicly. So, you know, if, if I forget or it takes a couple of days for me to post who won, I do. They, they let me know um, when they want to know. Right. You know, they want to know wh- where their things were. So some of the things I do, you know, I've made that same mistake of, of offering like an iPad mini or something like that. And all of a sudden you've got these thousands of, of subscribers. Um you got to be careful because there's also there are websites out there where the community and these websites are people who like to go and enter giveaways. And I'll see in my Google analytics sometimes that all of a sudden these um, that I'm getting all these referrals from these giveaway websites. So one, I make sure that the prize I'm offering is something that my community is going to like. Now these, these blankets are, you know, they do have some value. Most of these blankets are like $200, $300 items. So yeah, somebody out my, outside of my community might want that. Um, but that's the first thing is kind of hoping to limit them there. Then when, when I start offering these other ways to enter, um, you know, those are things that I'm going to take you and, and let you explore more of the content on powwows.com, whether it's clicking links or listening to the podcast, right? Those things, I feel like that I'm also putting up barriers for if anybody's coming here just to win the prize, and they're not really part of my community. They're probably not going to dig as deep into all that. Now, now some people will, right? Some people are mm-hmm. just going to go through and do everything. Um, but I feel like I'm rewarding my loyal community because they're the ones who are going to going to do that. So that that's one of the ways I like to do it. Um, one of the things I've started doing recently, like my bonus codes is, um, Again, I don't want to get too technical into the nitty gritty, but here's a here's a really cool way that I've helped reward my loyal folks is I actually used ConvertBox, which lets you do opt ins and, mm-hmm. and pop ups and things on your website. And I have I have a couple programmed that will only display if you have visited X number of pages on my website. And I actually have one right now that you won't see the bonus code unless you visited more than 500 pages on our website. Wow. Like so. Wow. And and I've got people that are, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the stats and I've got people that are getting that re- that bonus code. And so that's really cool. You know, that's, that's an easy way that you're going to be able to I'm not I don't tell anybody that it's out there. Right. It's just happening organically because there are people that just come to the website every day and read and read and read. So I'm rewarding those folks in, in that way. That's yeah, awesome. I, that is genius. 
That is so smart. And, and again, the power of your community of actually having people out there who are already reading all these things. You're not like, they're there, they're set. And I just had a friend who, who ran a contest and was kind of running the same thing. Someone from a a giveaway group found out and now what do they have to do with all those emails? They have to kind of go line by line and figure out if it, if it's right or if it's wrong for their community, which kind of leads me to, to this question of you give the getaways, giveaway all set up. They give you the email. It's all done. Um, you might have to go in and see if they're they're the right person or the wrong person or whatever. Um, but what's the next step? How do you stay engaged with those people? Do they just go right into um, a welcome sequence? I know there's probably plenty of people entering the contest that you've already connected with, so they know all about you. They're in there in your community already. But how do you segment them out once the giveaway is done? And and what are those next steps to stay engaged with them? Yeah, that's a good, good point and good question. So first, make sure that you do have that pruning mechanism, however you're going to do it. Have that set up ahead of time so that when your giveaways are over, that you are already have a process to start eliminating those people off the list. So if somebody does enter your giveaway and they're not really interested in your content, you're going to know for me, 60 days from now, they're not going to have opened any other yeah. emails and they're just going to be gone. For my giveaways, um, the process or what happens to a person is they're going to be put into the the sequence for that giveaway and they'll be taken through that process when they're done with that i'm going to put them in a couple other sequences i have i have a general here's what powwows.com is about sequence so they're going to be mm-hmm. put into that after the contest and that's going to take them through just you know who we are here's all the functions on the website here's the features you might want to go look at those kind of things here's our podcast here's our live streams you know all that kind of stuff um, they'll also be put in our throwback Thursday sequence. Um, and then they'll, then they'll be put in our general broadcast. So I feel like, you know, as they're kind of moved into all this and we're onboarding them, if they're not our people, I'm going to know pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. genius. All right. So I, I told Connor, this is the, I, he had the last question, but I lied cause I have one <laughs> for you. Uh, because I want to go back to a couple of things that you, I thought you, you know, one the contest things is genius. Also, um, the th- what you said of have a Facebook group and then move get their email and there's tools that can do that. The question I had when you said that was one I just it I'm so don't want to take care of a free Facebook group. But do you move them? Is that just like hey here's some free content, but I'm really going to drive you to my Patreon or like how do you what what is your thought? like for that free group is that the top of the funnel or what or you know because then they you can get their email and some people don't like that like he scraped my email from this i want to be in this facebook group i don't want to have an email sent to me so how do you deal with all of that okay so the way i look at my public facebook group is it is an extension of the community it's another group of people who are interested in my topic um, I asked them when they join, hey, if you do want to be part of our email list and find out when powwows are coming and get the news and, and happenings from powwows.com, give me your email address. Not everybody does it. Uh, I know some people that make that a requirement of their Facebook group and they yeah. won't let you join unless you do. Uh, that's not my approach because, again, my mindset of, of our Facebook group is just this is just an open forum community where people in, in our world can go and interact. So for me, that Facebook group isn't really top of the funnel or anything like that. The only thing I'm extracting from that is their email address. Other than that, we we post in the Facebook group some of our content, um, but it, it is it's really in its own right. It's not part of our funnel. It's not part of anything else. It's just another extension of ways that people can inter- interact with us. So I, I don't, I don't view my Facebook group and, and maybe I should, I don't know, but for me, it's just, these are people that want to, to talk to each other and want to share things about powwows. So I just let them be. Um, and, you know, again, you know, when we have a powwow coming up or gathering a nation, something like that, I'm going to post in there and let them know about those things. And hopefully people will come, um, but I'm not going to be bombarding them with links or things like that. It's, I'm just, it's, free form. And I kind of, it got to the point, it's so big now that I, besides moderating, I don't have to be in there every day creating the content. They're taking care of that for me. And so I just let them be. And if they want to come over and be a part of the bigger powwows.com thing on our website, they can. Mm. So it's more like a big broadcast channel that you created. 
that you yes. use to, to do things. Okay. I just wanted yeah. to see how that was working because that was uh, fascinating to me. So anyway, I hope you guys got as much out of this as I did. I can, you know, nerd out about this stuff for a long time. There were so many gems in here. This is one that you're going to want to watch. You're going to want to go to the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. You're going to want to go to the website and see the transcript because Paul gave a lot of stuff in there. And Connor threw in a little bit of good stuff in there as well. So I don't want to throw Connor under the bus as well. So, Paul, I want to give you this last part of the show to tell people where they can find out you, your services, what you offer, all those things. So take it away. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, if you want to continue the conversation, um, first, I want to say if, you, if you're interested in native powwows, and we'd love to have you. Powwows are open to the public. Please come over and check us out at powwows.com. If you want to continue the conversation to talk about emails or building community, all that, I'd love to have you um, come over to paulgowder.com. That's where I'll have all that information. Uh, I do have a couple of services, and one is I do have a course on giveaways, and I think I don't know, Jeff, did you, I, I gave, sent you a coupon code. I don't know if you have that ready, but um, we are offering, in the notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we do, we are offering a sale for that. If you watch today, um, check out the show notes for that. So we do have a, 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 a course that will take you in detail of all the stuff I talked about. Cause I know it's, it is, it can get complicated and deep and I went really fast. So I have a course on that, but um, also have a couple of services. If you're looking to, if you're looking, if you're new and looking to start your email and need some help, I have a, a service where we'll, we'll kind of uh, jumpstart your email and build these sequences together, work through all that, build your opt-ins, you know, and, and all of that together. Or if you've been doing this a while and your list feels stagnant or you don't know what to send, and I've got a kind of a jumpstart coaching program and we'll, we'll redo your email list. We'll audit it together and uh, revamp it and try to try to level it up a little bit. That's awesome. Thanks, Paul, for all your information. And I will put that discount code in there. And I think we may want to, we'll talk later about doing like another little special thing for that to kind of get that out cool. there a little more. Um, Connor Brown, where can people yeah. find out more about the amazing Connor Brown? You can find out more at WDWOpinion.com and you can follow WDWOpinion across social medias. Just that handle at WDWOpinion. Yeah. And Connor's big on the Tiki Talks too. So is what's your <laughs> Tiki Talk handle? It's also at WDW Opinion. I'm not as big as Paul on TikTok, but Paul is just such a great dancer. I mean, the people yes, flock. That's, right. that's right. It's crazy. So I want to give a shout out to everybody who's watched today. Uh, Tim says, you all are awesome. Nicely done, my friends. Thanks, Tim, for watching to the mm -hmm. end. And our friend Jim, all watching over on YouTube, says, thanks for the great Friday content. Thank you, Jim, for watching the show today. Uh, and with that, we'll see you guys next time. Big shout out to our friends over at uh, Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. With that, have a great Friday. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.